I, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said that a few times in my life, you know, as you're driving I, through or whatever. I, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. The uh, the the one right before that when he when they're talking about being in Hawaii, and he goes, uh-huh. Kamukalakahiki. Come on, you want to leave? I said that probably a hundred times when we were in <laughs> just walking down the street. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always, I hope, is my co-host Jason. (laughs) What's going on, Jason? (laughs) Yes, uh, I hope I am here too. Uh, <laughs> connectivity problems there, but uh, glad to be here in the wonderful state of Delaware. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. <laughs> we are continuing our season two list of our favorite guitar solos of all time. We're currently uh, almost to the end of our countdown for the 90s. And in this episode, we're talking about our number eight song. It comes from a guy named Eric Johnson, and it's a song called Cliffs of Dover. Behind the music. Guitarist, vocalist, and composer Eric Johnson hails from Austin, Texas. And while he's best known for his electric guitar skills, Johnson is also a highly proficient acoustic, lap steel, resonator, and bass player, as well as an accomplished pianist and vocalist. He plays many, mm. many musical genres, including rock, blues, jazz, fusion, Soul, folk, new age, classical, and country. Guitar Player Magazine has called him one of the most respected and versatile guitarists on the planet. And you should see him walk on water. I'm telling you. (laughs) Wow, I'm impressed. Uh, Cliffs of Dover is an instrumental cut from his 1990 platinum album, Avia Musicom. Um, But even though he waited till the 90s to record it, he's been including it in his live set as far back as 1984. Uh, In 1992, Johnson won the Grammy Award for Best Rock Instrumental Performance, beating the Almond Brothers, Brothers, Danny Gatton, Rush, and Yes. Uh, He's also been nominated. Oh, let me go back. I didn't say what that Grammy Award was for. It's for this song. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, He's also been nominated for seven other Grammys. Uh, This song is also featured in Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Uh, I never played that one, but I yes, it is. is yes, it, it is. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. That's the same one with uh, with uh, the Smashing Pumpkins we were talking about. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's same great. one. Man, mm-hmm. that's a that sounds like a great pack. Um, <laughs> yeah. While he did indeed compose "Cliffs of Dover," Johnson does not take full credit, saying, "I don't even know where if I can take credit for writing Cliffs of Dover. It was just there for me one day. Literally wrote it in five minutes, kind of like a gift from a higher place." Uh, that all of us are eligible for. We just have to listen for it and be available to receive it. That's right. It happens to me every day. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, as far as gear goes, uh, in t- 2005, Fender released an Eric Johnson signature Fender Stratocaster, also built to his uh, specifications. Uh, this was also followed up by the Eric Johnson signature Stratocaster Rosewood model in 2009. 
Uh, in March of 2018, Fender released an Eric Johnson signature thin line Fender Stratocaster, built to the same specs as his first one, except for a very, uh, it was a semi-hollow body design, which is a rarity for Fender to make. Um, in early 2020, Fender announced the Eric Johnson Virginia Custom Shop Stratocaster. If you can't tell, Eric Johnson likes Stratocasters. Um, mm-hmm. It was modeled after the 1954 Stratocaster that he owned. He also has strings, effects pedals, amps, speakers with his name attached to them. Uh, and then another interesting note about gear. In, t- in January of 2006, a man named Brian Sparks was arrested for posing as Johnson and in the process defrauding businesses out of about $20,000 worth of guitar equipment. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, that's quite a little fraud to have going on, isn't it? <laughs> just obscure enough to you know get away with something like yeah, that. Yeah, just 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 obscure enough. Um, <laughs> sorry, isn't that a? Yeah, you know he can't exactly go into a shop and say, "Hey, I'm Angus Young." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I forgot my, uh, my I forgot my school outfit today. <laughs> Eric Johnson, yeah, okay. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that song. Might, just might be, you know, close enough to be able to pull that one off. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. I read that and just laughed. Out. I'm like, man, what a niche, what a niche fraud yeah. to pull off is that right there. Let's get personal. Even though his debut album, Tones, came out in 1986, I don't remember being aware of Eric Johnson until my buddy David. Um, he happened to see him on an episode of Austin City Limits. Mm-hmm. And like the next day, went to Hastings Records at the mall and bought the album. And then <laughs> they told me, come over, you need to hear this. And we <laughs> sat there and listened to that album probably three or four times straight through. Nice. We were mesmerized. Um, and I think it was because he was so different than anything we were listening to at the time. And you have to remember, it was, it was you know, 87 or you know somewhere around there. We're listening to heavy metal and hard rock, and that's just not what he is. And mm-hmm. he just sounds his his tone was just so foreign to both of us. You know, the guys we were listening to was, were playing through these hot rod guitars with Marshall stacks and lots of overdrive and delay. And here's this guy who's just so you know so different playing you know Fender Strats, hardly any overdrive, lots of other effects. Um, and really, I think he was my. He was my gateway drug to other non-heavy gu- guitar players like you know Larry Carlton and Michael Hedges. Um, what about you? Do you have any history with him? I do. Uh, just going back on what you said earlier about him performing it, you know, b- back before the uh, the album really hit big, because uh, I was over on YouTube. I decided to watch his actual appearance on Austin City Limits, which was from I think '88 or '89. Mm. And I'm like, how is he playing this song if it didn't come out till 92 or whatever it was? Right. But, you know, that that backs up what you were saying, right. that uh, he had been playing it for years before he he did that. Uh, so it has been years since I heard this song. Uh, I knew the main hook. I remembered that. That gets stuck in your head. It like does. nobody's business. Yes. But I'm pretty f- sure I first heard it from the same high school friend I mentioned earlier in the season who played drums and played me Megadeth. Oh, he played nice. me this song, and he was trying to play along with the drums on this song, too. I, I could be wrong, but this song, it might have been one of those on that, uh, like, Pure Moods 
CDs that I had. <laughs> you remember those? Yes. Like, uh, that's uh, amazing. They did probably two or three CDs of the Pure Moods, but yes. I, that's what I was thinking. I heard it years later in college. Uh, was I bought me. one of those? Yeah, I I don't know. I get these weird, you know, moods where I want to hear like the X Files theme and Enya and all this crap, you know. And I I think it was part of that one of those albums. Anyway, that's great. Outside of this song, I, I really knew nothing about Eric Johnson. Yeah, it's you know it's it's cool he, he he's obviously an awesome guitarist but you know all this stuff is kind of new information to me and it's just not really i don't know it's not my music really to be honest the i appreciate the man's talent i'm not trying to poo poo here but the, oh, sure no i get it the guitar instrumentals really aren't my thing i i would rather have somebody singing the verses uh, rather than yeah. the, the guitar playing the verses in other words yeah yep. so it's just never my thing so i hadn't gone past really this song right the breakdown so the little intro that he plays before the song starts uh when he plays this song live he always he always ad-libs that section uh mm -hmm. and never and never plays the, the intro note for note you can he'll, he'll play some of the riffs out of there but he always ad-libs um this sec that section and it, it it'll last from just the what you hear like the length of what you hear on on the album to you know several minutes worth of an intro for this song mm -hmm. and right at the end of that intro is this little pattern lick that just repeats over and over several times um and he plays that pattern again like i think two other times in the song um i cannot tell you <laughs> how much time in my life i have spent <laughs> trying to learn that lick and <laughs> just it, it it's 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 just never going to happen I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can guarantee I'll be laying on my deathbed trying to play that lick and not be able to figure it out. Um, he picks it with, with a pick and his fingers at the same time. And so that is, it just makes it sound even faster. Yeah. Um, but it's just always been one of the, it's been like my Moby Dick of guitar licks. I can never catch it. I'll never be able to play it, although I will try, uh, you know, with my whole heart the yeah. whole time. Um, but, you know, and like you were saying, you, you know, you just weren't never into those, you know, all guitar instrumental songs but th to me this song just has a lot of feel and soul through the whole thing that's definitely unique yeah yeah um one of the trademark techniques that he uses in, in it whenever he plays is uh string skipping which is exactly what it sounds like instead of playing notes on strings that are right together he plays notes he skips over strings and plays notes um which sounds simple enough but it's incredibly hard to do especially as fast as he does it uh, and this mm. this so this song is full of that stuff. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to pick out the solo in a guitar yeah. instrumental. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> you know you're listening to the song and you know you said there's this pattern. There's like 50 patterns in this song. It seems <laughs> like very pattern oriented. I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the song, and it's cool. I mean, because he, you know, you want to, you start out with something, and you you know you kind of end or come back to something that you initially uh you know created to start the song it, it kind of bookends stuff and you know the stuff in the middle but two great parts in the solo there's that walking part and then just this like you said it's like speed picking throughout the whole thing <laughs> it's amazing to listen to i mean the dude yeah. is talented like you said probably more talented than 10 guitarists put together but yeah uh yeah it's just a it's a cool unique sound it does kind of you know fit that 
soft rock 90s adult contemporary genre almost yeah. and i haven't listened to anything else really to be able to say this is is this is normal stuff does he do some other different stuff on the album uh outside of this sound but it is it is pretty cool yeah it's um he you know like the, like, like we mentioned at, at, at the beginning at all those genres that he could play in a lot of his albums feature you know tidbits of those other other types of you know of music mm -hmm. this is his sweet spot is this kind of music right here so does he sing he does sing and he does have a okay. quite he I, I his voice is probably one of my, one of my more favorite voices uh, from get from guitar players um, okay he, he can actually sing a lot of a lot of guitar players try to sing he can actually sing <laughs> uh, so but yeah he does sing um, maybe on half on half of his songs on, on, on his albums so okay yeah. um, I'll have to check it out yeah so Cliffs of Dover comes in at number eight in our countdown of the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. And uh, for our bonus songs this episode, I have two more from that same album uh, via Musicom. Uh, the first one is called Trademark. It's another instrumental. Uh, and then the second one is called Nothing Can Keep Me From You, and you'll, you, you'll actually hear him sing in that one. Okay, cool. So there's two, two more bonus songs from Avia uh, Musicom. Uh, if you have Spotify Premium, which we recommend, stay tuned. You're going to hear both those bonus songs in their entirety um, at the end of the at the end of the episode. Free Spotify users will get about 30 seconds of the song, uh, and if outside of Spotify, you're just going to have to use the song clip links in the show notes that, that will connect you to the songs in your favorite music app. Give us your thoughts on today's episode or any episode really via social media you can find us on twitter at greatest lists or you can stream any and all of our episodes at greatestlistpodcast.com or of course we're available in your favorite podcast listening app jason we're back for our number seven song seven yep wow uh, lucky seven but it'll be time to say our bedtime prayers <laughs> listen to you <laughs> now you're doing the uh had the to hints. had yeah. to at least once <laughs> We'll be talking about one of uh, Spider-Man's arch enemies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to The Greatest List, and we look forward to continuing our countdown on the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.